On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Jason Lukash of Oreg Audio about lessons he's learned as an entrepreneur and how to stay innovative. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a rock star. He's the founder of Oreg Audio. His name is Jason Lukash, and hopefully he hears me. <laughs> he joins us right here, Jason. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you making me smile and joining. No problem. Thanks for having me, Kirby. I appreciate it. It's good yeah. to be back. Absolutely. A repeat guest. I appreciate that. So so one of the groups we talk to, obviously we have audience in the promo world, but a lot of entrepreneurs watch this show. And so I wanted to have some questions geared toward that. So, you know, last time you were on, we talked about Shark Tank and it occurs to me that when you were on Shark Tank, you were kind of a young entrepreneur. And, you know, if you were like me, no, no, you are wiser now. I'm old and weathered. Yeah, right. So, it occurs to me that when I was younger, I thought I knew everything, but I'm thinking, you know, what lessons have you learned since then, since you were a young entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, we were on Shark Tank coming up on six years ago. So, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I was there. I was 27 at the time. So um, I've learned a lot from Shark Tank. Uh, one, uh, it's like going to a hot dog factory and seeing how hot dogs are made. I haven't actually, I haven't watched Shark Tank since we appeared on it. Um I used to watch a ton of it, and then I stopped watching it. So that's, that's just that's not something I've learned. But um, I learned uh, retail sucks. Um, for <laughs> I learned that uh, the hard way after Shark Tank. The business blew up, and we were a ton of retailers, and we learned retail's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, we got burned hard by a QVC and Bed Bath and Beyond, and mm-hmm. we learned you don't extend a million dollars to a customer for 90 days because they won't pay you a 90. They'll use your cash and extend it out for 180. Mm. Uh, and you're fighting for shelf space. So I'm not staring. So I learned retail sucks. Um, I've learned, uh, promo is awesome. So I've learned that for sure from, uh, <laughs> learning retail sucks. I like promo because print ship it and forget about it. And we have an army of 7,000 people selling us our stuff for us. And we have, pay you guys to dine so that's <laughs> awesome um and i learned also that uh not everyone's it's never as good as it seems on television and um people will tell you one thing and it's a lot of smoking mirrors pretty mm. much so we never took our deal uh from shark tank that we made on air with robert Perchback. mike and i still retain all the equity and the ownership of the company but we learned that not everyone's as genuine as they might seem on television. Mm, that's yeah, hard learned lessons there for sure. So you know, there's lots of buzzwords right in, in the business world, and one of them I think is innovative, right? Everybody says they're innovative, and it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit like saying you know if you have to tell people you're cool, then you're probably not. Uh, right. Right. But you guys really are known for being innovative and having innovative products, so. Um, how do you keep that innovative edge? How do you be innovative? Teach me. Teach you so many <laughs> secrets. Uh, so yeah, I agree with your statement first because a lot of like uh, it's funny. A lot of we don't try to be cool. We just do it our way. Like that's the way we do it. It's like a lot of suppliers are like, yeah, we're cool. This is a cool new thing. Like we just do it our way. If you want it, come get it. If not, whatever. It's like being in a band and wearing the same 
shirt with a band you're in. You never do that, right? Like, it's rule number one to be in a band. So, yeah, I think we are innovative and different because we just have our own special sauce. Um, we like to look at the – for the promo industry, right? Like, we look at the industry and we say – where's their gaps in this industry and how can we fill those gaps? So we launched like one piece of minimum backpacks in January that have been killing for us because no one's doing that. So we looked at the backpack sector. I know a lot about it coming from Jansport. My partner Mike's from Jansport too. So we know a lot about the backpack game, right? We saw everyone's doing backpacks. They're doing embroidery. They're doing three-week lead time. You can't do variable data. So let's make a pack that we can run digitally in 48 hours. So we did it, right? Um, so that's, I think, how we say innovative is looking at a silo, figuring out how to capitalize in that silo and adapt to building product for that. Mm -hmm. And for tech, we think what's going to be popular, you know, a year from now. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing with tech is a lot of these other suppliers just go to, you know, I'm going tomorrow to Hong Kong. They'll go to the gift shows and I'll see them there. They go to different vendors and say, I want a thousand of these, three thousand of these, five thousand of these, and they just buy all the same off-the-shelf stuff. We haven't done that because we built our own. So whether it's something that's coming out for us in a month that has been built from scratch or um, something where we've looked at an existing product, taken it, adapted and changed it to be different than the rest. I think that's why we are innovative because everyone else is doing the same thing pretty much. Yeah. So it seems like you're looking at, okay, what is everybody, how's everybody else zigging and uh, how can we zag? Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. All we zag. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think in every interview, we all want to talk about success and, hey, I want to talk about success too. But the fact is we all struggle. Um, yeah. And so what are some, some of the things that you struggle with as an entrepreneur? Yeah, for sure. Um, as an entrepreneur, geez, uh, there's lots. <laughs> Growth, for sure. I mean, we've grown like crazy. We opened up this office up here in San Francisco and hired seven people in the last six months here and none of these this didn't exist six months ago, so I was struggling with managing people and managing the growth. Um, I think also I struggle with, uh, honestly, I mean, a lot of distributors don't like to hear this. My fate is in your hands, right? No pressure. It's super expensive to live here. Obviously, we have a brick wall that costs money. Um, but it's, I struggle with the fact that I tell my story to you guys or to distributors, and you have to go and tell that story for me. And it's right. like... Yes, there's people like you, I'm not doing your own harm, but people like you that I know will tell the story how we want it to be told, but there's a lot of people that won't tell the story how we want it to be told. Right. So the double sell approach, that's tough for me as a business owner, is my sales rely on other people to sell it for me, right? Which is a struggle. And um, the long term, I think, longevity of the promo industry and like where this industry is going for sure. Like, is it an industry where we're hundred percent in? Yes. We're all in for the long haul on it, but how is this industry going to survive and how are distributors going to survive the pros, the, the promo apocalypse, if you want to call it that. Right. So there's a lot of unknown factors, but I know what we're doing is working and we're going to keep doing it the way we've done it because it has worked that way. And we're going to keep growing organically because mm -hmm. it's, it needs to grow organically, but I started with where the future lies, not just for our company, but for the whole industry in general. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's funny. Um, you were talking about how one of your you know, your concerns is, okay, you're waiting on other people to sell. It's, it's funny because one of the things I've said on the other side of it is like I – my struggles is I'm in the business of making promises for other people, right? Yeah. And so it's 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 just an interesting dichotomy of those two. So yeah, that's cool. So it's a weird, weird industry. We just had someone start like you know a couple weeks ago. She's from outside this industry. I'm like, it's like a 25 billion dollar a year industry that no one knows how 
that it functions. Yeah. And people in the industry still don't know how it functions. <laughs> For sure. For that way, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Well, that's cool, man. You've answered my three questions. Everybody gets to ask me one question. Do you have one for me, man? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's not so much a question. It's more of a conversation, I think, because there's a lot of talk on this in the industry and there's a lot of objection to it. So distributors are pushing suppliers incredibly hard. And it's not it's not a lot of the smaller distributors. It's a lot of these big guys are squeezing you for margin and rebates and EQP and all this, frankly speaking, this BS. And... Uh, we're getting sick of it. We're pushing back on people and telling them no, and we don't want to be treated like that. What do you think of the whole way this is going where people are, all the distributors are squeezing suppliers so tight when it's the distributors that need the suppliers to survive? No, it's a great, you're right. It's a great question. Great conversation. And, um, I've actually had this conversation and it's funny because your, your take on it is exactly what mine is, is the sense that, um, it is because people will say, well, what is it with, with distributors pushing? I'm like, it's not, not me. It's yeah. not. And, and I, so I think it's like the, the challenge is there's about, you know, 40 distributors who have the power. I don't like my business doesn't, if, if I had the power, I probably would. Um, but you know, so it's one of those things where I think that, um, to a degree suppliers really need to kind of set a line in the sand to, Say, look, this is look. We're all in the the business of making money, but we all need to make money in order to survive. I think you know what it is, Jason. Um, we talk a lot. Partnership. You know, we talk about innovative is one of those yeah. words that's thrown around. Partnership is thrown around a lot when people say partnership when they want something. Yeah. Um, and if we really want both the industry and each other to survive and succeed, we actually have to start putting our money where our mouth is. And so. I think, and you and I have done this before, right? Yeah. So, um, and so I think there are those of us that, that do understand this. And by the way, I don't think this is, uh, unique to our industry. I think that there's a lot of industries where they don't succeed without the partnership. And so, so that's, that's where electronics industry is like this for sure. At least in the outdoor industry, which I come from is like this too. I just think it's, you're exactly right. Like it shouldn't be like, I'm your supplier. You're my customer. Like we're in this shit together. Like let's work together and make magic happen together. But it's all those uh, distributors that push the suppliers. And it's like I need this. This is the price. This is what I'm getting from you, or I'm not doing business with you. Mm-hmm. It's the suppliers that need to stand up and say, "Fine, take your business elsewhere." Because yeah. if enough people will do that, it'll change the way that it's being done. But yeah. until they do that, it's not going to. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's kind of like you know trying to whether you want to do business with Walmart or not. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the same concept or you want to compete in that area. And, and there's a point where you just go, look, I want a better margin and a, a smaller piece, but to do it profitably. And uh, yeah. it's a hard decision to make. Easy for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. So, I, I know it wasn't a question, but it's just something that I was on a couple of calls the last couple of days about stuff like this. And I'm just like, I'm sick of hearing about it. I just wanted to know what people think about it. No, it's a really good question and a really good conversation for us to have. So Jason, I really appreciate you taking the time, especially when I know that you're going a million miles away tomorrow. So thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll talk to you next time. All right. We'll see you.